Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. This is going to be another kind of semi-emotional episode. Um, so I'm going to get into some of the good stuff before we get into some of the heavier stuff. Save that for later. Oh, well I guess my ending note will be weirdly pop-culturally upbeat. Maybe not upbeat's not the right word. Um, first off, post Denver Comic-Con fire of doing. Yeah, I've uh, written another, I think, eight of the Bedside Manor webcomics. I've posted those to our library on our website. Um, I also updated our blog and uh, have just been slowly ticking away at getting Fear Agents kind of back on track. I'm trying to work on an illustration a week again. Um, you know, I had the last weekend with uh, Denver Comic Con. Uh, so I'm trying to get back on track. Uh, didn't touch Kathy Hammond yesterday, which I know what the edits are, and I know where I'm going with them. So I know that I need to have a certain amount of uh, length each of them, and I know I'll be able to fill that up. So I just need to sit down and write them, really. And then I'll finish Black Fall Season 5 uh, later this week. So trying to get everything back on track because I'm basically running solo right now. Um, I'm also taking over the Instagram account back from Deb. I say back from Deb, I mean, I had tasked her with running our Instagram account and of course her accident. So that's not what I'm going to get heavy about, but she is doing well. Um, I talked to her sister and the sister said that she should be out of the hospital in the next couple weeks and that she's remaining lucid and she's just as cranky as ever. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, I, you know, don't know if she's up to visitors or even talking, uh, to anyone who's not close family right now, but I'm not going to push it. Um, it's one of those, I want Deb to have the time to get better, um, as opposed to trying to rush anything because I just want to be there. Um, talked about that a couple weeks ago with, with, you know, just feeling helpless and how I don't, uh, do well with that. So um, I've really been focusing on getting everything uh, back on track with Kathy Hammond and Black Falls and Fear Agents and keeping the network going and going through all the audio and pictures and, and everything with uh, Denver Comic Con because, in a, you know, next couple months we'll be going to um, NDK, Non Daisu Con, which is Colorado's biggest anime and uh, cosplay convention downtown. And um, so I want to have, you know... Everything kind of locked and loaded so that I don't have another lost weekend, which I say that and it will probably happen. But speaking of losing weekends, so to speak, my during the week weekends from the day job, um, I'll be getting those back fairly soon. Situation light at the end of the tunnel is the note on the list you cannot see. Basically, uh, today after a staff meeting on my day off at the day job, which blows nuts, I've got my second to last therapy class um, for my situation. Uh, so next week will be the last one, and then I get my Mondays back completely. Um, used to spend Mondays recording with Deb. Obviously, I'm not doing that now, which is nice that we had the contingency plan of nerd vomit, and it's perfect timing that I've got all that audio, uh, the, the panels and interviews and Q&As from Denver Comic-Con. Yeah, situation at the end of the tunnel. By the time I have my last class, and all that. Uh, the week after that, I believe, I've got a meeting with the probation officer, and I'm hoping 
fingers crossed for just the lowest level or unsupervised probation. I, I'm not, like I said, every time I bring this up, I'm not holding my breath for um, getting off paper, as they say, for like an early release from probation. I, I don't think it's in the cards, um, which is fine. As long as I have a very low or unsupervised probation, I'm, I'm fine with that. Whatever I can do to get kind of back into a feeling of normalcy. Let's talk about a sledgehammer to normalcy on this one. During Comic-Con last week, and I, I was... I, I should have brought this up last week with everything, with the recap, but um, Lizzie started texting me the Thursday before Comic-Con, or maybe it was that Friday, Friday of Comic-Con, uh, started texting me about Chris Hardwick, and if you haven't been paying attention to the, you know, blogosphere and, like, you know, kind of the nerd rumblings on the internet. Um, Chris Hardwick, who started Nerdist Industries, started the Nerdist podcast. It became a, as as the press release says, a many-headed thing. I emulated uh, Hardwick. Um, I ended up tweeting him or DMing him on Twitter when we first started thinking about starting the BACN. And I said, is it cool if I steal your business model and plug in my own content? And he said, absolutely. Um, we never had a professional um, relationship at all, but it was nice that he took the time to personally answer my question. He was uh, allegedly accused of uh, some very gross emotional and sexual assault on his former girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra. Uh, the Thursday before Comic-Con, she posted uh, an essay describing the torture that he put her through and uh at first I was I hadn't read the article I hadn't read the essay when Lizzie was texting me and he's like oh my god have you heard about this and I said no send me a link and he sent me a link and I was just blown away um he's been uncharacteristically quiet on social media um talking about a day to respond and really it was an inept defense denial apology whatever you want to call it it was Short, trite, inept, barely an apology, almost a denial. Um, I he he's been completely wiped from the nurse website, Legendary, and BBC America and AMC, where he hosts Talking Dead, have all distanced distanced themselves from him, and I kind of wanted to talk about. The fact that I, uh, you know, had made a joke to Lizzie when all this was going down that whole weekend, we were texting back and forth about it, and I said, well, I guess I don't want to be the next Hardwick. Now, obviously, there are, I'm not going to get too deep into this, um, but I just need it for context for, for y'all. Um, I've done things I'm not proud of. Um, my checkered past, the way I, I used to treat people, the way I used to be uh, emotionally and, and, and psychologically before super intense uh, therapy and, um, you know, learning how to process all my feelings like a healthy person, both in social settings and in, in social isolation, which was kind of nice because people go, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. And I'm like, I do. I want to be alone with my thoughts so I could see what they were, how to track them, how to slap down the demons and how to work on on positive self-reinforcement, you know, psychologically uh, and emotionally. 
and and really build the coping skills that I learned in the super intense therapy, um, even some of the therapy I'm I'm going through right now that I'm almost done with with my situation. When I joked about you know not wanting to be the next you know that I I maybe I don't want to be the next Chris Hardwick, I realized that you know if I became um, a media face, if the BACN was suddenly bought by AT&T and I became the face of this, if, if, if the network blew up uh, in a good way. You know, there are things that are public record that you could look into, my, 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 you know, my, my criminal record, to be perfectly honest, and it wouldn't paint me in a good light. And I could say, you know what, I was in a bad place, I was making very poor decisions, uh, I was drinking heavily uh, as a coping mechanism, which is not good. I was numbing myself. I was acting out from these things that were affecting me that I didn't even I didn't even know were affecting me. Um, stuff going back with my dad um, that was affecting my relationship uh, with with people around me. And I would say, you know, it's not a defense. Um, I did what I did, and I'm not proud of it. But it happened, and I'm moving forward in a positive way, in a progressive way. Uh, Hardwick could have said something as easily as that and said, look, did I do some of these things? Maybe. Was it out of, you know, a wrong space? Absolutely. I mean, some of the rules he had that would be considered emotionally abusive, like not letting his girlfriend uh, be around other guys, he could have said, you know what? Yeah, I was jealous, I was insecure, I've grown, and it was a mistake, and I realized that, and I wasn't giving her what she needed in a relationship. Now, in terms... So so I can, I can, I can play devil's advocate there. Um, while I don't condone what he did, I've never done it. Um, but in terms of, of the sexual abuse, um, he barely denied it. Um, and I've never sexually abused anyone. So it was quite a shock to, to read that and to see his reaction that I'm like, wait, what? And and like I said, his quote-unquote transparency, uh, which was not transparent, his his mock concern, um, his mock wounds, uh, that's what was transparent. Um, and, you know, it was just kind of a shock to the system to see someone, I wouldn't necessarily call him a hero, I don't necessarily look up at him, um, but I, I was reading an article about, and it was just a shock uh, before I got to this article thing. And the more I thought about it, at first I was like, okay, that's crazy, whatever. Then I started thinking about it and went, this is the guy I wanted to be. You know, nerd done good, um, made a living, made a great living, and, and made a life um, doing what he loved, about what he loved. And that's what I'm doing here with the network. That's what, you know, Deb and I have aspirations to. You know, all she wants to do is sit down and interview famous people because she's interested in them. She's interested in people. And all I want to do is, you know, engineer and, and edit podcasts and do digital art and write and, you know, have fun doing all the pop culture stuff I do. Um, we, you know, we wanted to be the next Nerdist. And now I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I can divorce the company Nerdist from the person, Chris Hardwick Nerdist. I can do that. Some people can't. I know Deb can't. Um, I, I haven't talked to her about all this, obviously, but um, she does have a hard time divorcing uh, artists from art. We've had that conversation on No Applause, Just the Clap, about uh, Kevin Spacey to be uh, one. Um, same with Mel Gibson and now Chris Hardwick. 
some lofty company he's keeping in that sentence. It was rough. Um, but I had, so I want to get to this, this article I read and someone had went back and reread parts of his, now I know some of that's it's taken out of context when you reread parts of a book. Um, but I have the same self-help book he wrote, The Nerdist Way. And it does seem like male escapist fantasy, misogynistic bullshit when you take certain passages out, um, whether in context or even out of. And I don't have those those passages in front of me, and I apologize. Um, if you Google, like, Nerdist Way, comma, misogyny, I'm sure it'll come up. But, yeah, I, I was kind of floored by the fact that I didn't see it before, and does that make me a misogynistic nerd, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the negative aspects of, um, exclusive, uh, where, you know, you won't let anyone in, um, and you go, oh, this, I get this guy, and it's like, well, what does that say about me? And I think, I think part of that is, uh, culturally, that, you know, he grew up being bullied, uh, as did I, and a lot of nerds, and, I'm not saying it's any different for the LGBT community or anything else like that, any other group that's been discriminated against. It's just, I, I kind of get where he was coming from, from the nerd point of view. Um, but that doesn't excuse those passages that I went, oh, wow. And I had to kind of look introspectively and kind of dissect, did I actually identify with, with some of what he was saying? And the answer was no. And I'm glad to have said, you know, I'm glad I could admit that, where... I went, you know, I didn't take it in this way, and I think it's because I didn't think the way he thought, which is good, apparently, in hindsight. So, the Harbick situation is, is ongoing. Everyone's stepping away from him. Um, she's not doing anything about pressing charges or anything. And there's stuff that was brought up on, uh, you know, um, against her in that, you know, TMZ released these uh, text threads where it didn't make any sense, um in terms of her trying to reconcile with, with Hardwick later on, um, you know, that she cheated on him, and that's what ended the relationship, not the uh, rampant, apparently, uh, emotional abuse and uh, sexual abuse. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to let it all shake out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of hit hard. It was kind of a weird you know, one-two punch at Endeavor Comic-Con is, you know, feeling feeling the loss of Deb, which I talked about, um, and still, you know, sad that she's not around, and I haven't seen her in weeks. Um, someone I get used to seeing, you know, once a week. As well as, you know, really looking inside about this whole situation with Chris Hardwick. But let me tell you what else I see when I look inside. My brain starts to go really weird places, and this is the last note on the list you cannot see. Uh... I started thinking about what laws were broken um, to make a human centipede. I'm not going to give you any background. Just know that my brain went to this place for like 15 minutes. And it was just like, I just saw a word. It was confide. But um, the way the guy wrote Nav, it looked like a P. And I was like centipede. And then I thought human centipede. And then I thought, what laws were actually broken? Like if someone were caught making a human centipede, what would they? Okay, so, uh, you know, obviously there was assault. Uh, and kidnapping, which is a you know federal felony, uh, the abuse. I'm, I'm not sure what that would even be put under. Um, you know, obviously practicing medicine without a license is that accurate? Um, I mean, I I just I just started thinking about all this stuff, and I'm going, man. 
and I, and I really, I should have done this before I started talking about it, because I realized that right now, I should have looked up, like, what sentences these all, like, carry, and really do my due diligence in this. I go, like, if you were to, you know, make a human centipede, you'd be looking at, you know, life in prison, plus 100 years, plus these fines, and this is what you've been truly charged with. So, you know, I might come back to this. Let's put a pin in this uh, legal centipede, so to speak, and I will talk about it next week after doing a probably dumb, scary amount of dumb research. So, from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug, and from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my Acute Mental Neuroses Fallen Idol edition? Eh. Meh. Good night, Internet. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and no applause, just the clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.